for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? We're back. You probably didn't need me to clap like that. I don't know how that actually sounds on audio, so my bad, but oh well, you got it. I used to be a cheerleader that happens. It is Natalie and Justin, and you're tuned in to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. And the NBA season is going on hold for All-Star Weekend, so we want to talk about that a little bit. And also get a little bit into the MVP discussion because the latest straw poll came out. Um, Yeah, I actually think I want to start with the MVP discussion because All-Star, I think, is a little lighter. So, Justin, I wasn't surprised by the straw poll results that had Jokic leading. I kind of feel like the way I've just been paying attention to the discussion as it's been unfolding, I figured that Jokic would be leading. But he's, like, clearing based on that poll. Like, he's clearing the other candidates. Do you think that's accurate? Nah, this year, definitely not. I don't think so. I think maybe in the previous years, like, because we obviously got to contextualize the whole thing. This is his, this will be his third in a row. Um, I feel like if it's your third in a row, you got to, it got to look different. Like, Steph's 2016 season, if that was his third in a row instead of his second in a row, I think he still would have won it clearly and no one would have had a thing to say about it. But I do think this year other candidates have very strong cases and they're almost being dismissed in an attempt to like make this thing make, you know, have Jokic make history again, like, you know, be the second guy in history to win three in a row. Um, at least I think second guy, or at least the second guy since Larry Bird did it. So yeah, it just seems a little weird that he's, it should be, it should be a little closer in my opinion. Yeah, Russell has um, – Russell did it. Bird did it. I feel like there's one other player. Is it Wilt? I don't know. I don't know how many MVPs Wilt has. I might be making that. I know Russell and um, Bird did it. But that's the thing. It's been so few in NBA history. Right. So and then even Bird's third one, I think Bird's third one, somebody got injured or something. I think Magic got hurt that year or something, where it just opened the lane for him to easily win it. You know, it's it's just it should be something that's even rarer than it already is. Giannis, the media came in that season refusing to give him a third MVP. Right. LeBron had a break in winning four in five years. They refused to give LeBron a third MVP. Steph, coming in after two MVPs, was not even in consideration because he lost a game seven and also because (laughs) Katie joined him. Not because he lost his inability to play basketball, but just because of those two factors. His postseason success was taken into account and another top player came to his team. So the media at the beginning of the season said he cannot be MVP again. It was written. It was written before play even started for the season, right? It was written for Giannis. Huh? And he should have won it, in my opinion. (laughs) It was written for Giannis that third year, right? So, but Jokic is the first candidate that I've seen that it wasn't written for him coming into this year. Like, 
he had an open pass to actually be a real candidate. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the, in the three years when bird won it, you know what else was happening? He was winning championships in those three years. Okay. So I've been debating all day with people on Twitter. I've been getting ratioed. I'm sure I've been called a lot of names because I didn't even look at the tweets, but I know the people who quoted me. So I know the kind of people that they draw. And I'm not backing down from this, Justin, because I think it's insane. But And you know how I feel about it because we've talked about it a little bit on the show. But here's the thing that really got people up in arms. I said that I'm overhearing about how anyone who doesn't want Jokic to be MVP is hating that we're xenophobic or that it's racism. Like, I don't want to hear those discussions anymore. And I said, I don't want to hear it because what no one ever brings up is that Part of the reason for this push is because he's white. And um, people got so upset. Oh, so now he's only winning because he's white. Didn't say that. I said, that's part of the reason. And even said, even though he's great and amazing, gave all the caveats in the, in the fucking tweet. People are so like, oh, delete this. We reached this part of the argument. And I was like, so you guys feel very confident that when anyone doesn't like Jokic, when anyone doesn't like him, it's xenophobia or it's race. But mm-hmm. it doesn't at all seem odd to you that he's the player in the last how many years to be the one that is being pushed so much for a third MVP in a row. Not a third MP- MVP ever, in a row. Like, And then another argument that I made because I'm saying a lot here, but I do want you to respond because Justin, like we don't agree on everything. We agree on a lot, but like you're someone whose basketball opinion I respect so much. You know, it's why I wanted to like do a podcast with you. But the MVP award used to be, and I say used to be because it's trending away from this, was a legacy award. It was a legacy award. The finals MVP was not a legacy award, which was why what people were doing it to try to bring down Steph was silly. And now people try to turn it into a war that's of more importance when you've had fucking people like Cedric Maxwell, James Worthy, Paul Pierce, Tony Parker, Chuck, like Andre Iguodala. <laughs> Andre Iguodala, who have won it. <laughs> and like, it's going to seem like I'm trying to downplay these players who are amazing players. Like James Worthy won it. He's a great player. Paul Pierce is a great player. We know that. But they are not MVP MVP caliber caliber full season players, right? Because that's not what the fucking finals MVP award represented. It's not what it represented, right? Mm -hmm. So, but the MVP award, it did represent that. It represented a certain level of greatness. And that's why... When you declare that someone has been the MVP for three seasons in a row, you're not just saying that they are a great player. You are saying that for three seasons, they dominated. Mm -hmm. They dominated. And like, Jokic has been great, but he hasn't dominated. First of all, of those three years, this is the first year that his team has actually been in the top teams discussion. How many other players are having spectacular seasons while he had his 
and even right now this year. And then mm-hmm. he hasn't won anything. He didn't even make it to the finals. So for three years, let's see. This this year is to still be written. But you and I both still think the Warriors are coming out the West. Right. I don't know that we're confident that it's going to be Denver in the Western Conference Finals. Could be the Suns. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Right? Because at the end of the day, we always know you still need one of those dudes. Right? Well, Phoenix has one of those dudes. And you know what else? Neither of these teams have have a bench. So, aside from one having a higher record than the other, which would put, you know, the Nuggets in home court advantage, and and, and obviously things depend on where seeding plays out, but why couldn't it be? Phoenix in the in the Western Conference Finals, right? So anyway, mm-hmm. my simple point is that uh, to me, when I look back at history and you're like hearing about three MVPs, I'm thinking, bro, like the team was dominant. He won right. finals. Like it just, it's an outlier from the way someone else in the past has won three MVPs or for just anyone who has three MVPs in, 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 in totality. Stephen Curry doesn't have three MVPs. Right. And this is not about Steph, but Stephen Curry doesn't have three MVPs. Giannis doesn't have three MVPs. The play, the number of players that have three MVPs is far and few between. And now Jokic has three MVPs, but has, or will have three MVPs, but may not have a single ring to his name. And I find that problematic. And I want to be very clear. The last thing I'm going to say. I want to be very clear that it's not about this year because what people keep doing is taking an individual year and saying, "Ah, why doesn't he deserve it? And if you look at each year individually, there's a case for him. But what we're talking about is the winning of it three years in a row. And this year he has a very good case. I don't think his case was actually this strong in the other two years. It was, there was a lot more emphasis put on what he's doing with inferior or lesser teammates or missing help than what others were doing, right? So that case is not as strong. Like, you don't need to make that case this year because because he's going to always put up great numbers. He's a great player, right? But this year, he has his teammates. And when he has his teammates, his team is higher seated. So that that makes sense. That's logical. So he's going to be the candidate that wins for, for carrying his team the way great players do when his teammates are out. And he's also going to be the player that wins because he had a great team when he had players. But the, the, the other guys who had great teams, they were penalized for that when, get, when awarding him with the MVP award. I'm going to stop there. I have some more points to take, make, but I've been talking for a long time. So I want to know what you think. For all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. You're making a bunch of good points. I mean, I think, um, you know, I've, I've been a Jokic guy for, like, since before he became an MVP caliber player. But when you're talking three in a row that's when it's like uh 
you know, it gets a little bit tough for me too to to accept that, knowing that all the things that we've seen over the last few years, you know, like when you, like you said, when you think MVP, you think, okay, you know, historical legacy, like you said, and he is one of the best centers, you know, of the past however many years. And I do think he'll go down as one of the best players to ever play the game when it's all said and done. But to not have a finals appearance, to not have a ring, these things to have to watch other players, like you said, get penalized for winning two in a row previously um, and to, to not have the ability to win three in a row because they've already won two in a row, voter fatigue and all this other stuff. It just seems like a little forced at this point to, you know, continue to push this this narrative knowing what we already know and how the league has gone in the past. So I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It does seem like even though it's an individual season, regular season award, the narrative and the reasoning behind which he's won each of these or will win this third one is different every year. Like you just said, right? Like, so it's kind of like, they're just like, we got to give it to him and we're going to find a way to give it to him like any way we can. Um, not that he doesn't deserve them, right? Like when you break them up individually, like you said, he can he could win three in a row. But when you talk, he can win each of those years, right? I think he deserved it last year and the year before that as well. But not everybody that deserves it wins, right? And there has to be some set, some some sort of standard to be met when you're talking about three in a row. And I think winning and your standing in the league as an individual player has to be taken into account, right? Like if you know, there's a reason why guys like Devin Booker, despite the season he had last year, was not considered for MVP at all. There's a guy like Jason Tatum this year who has been not even top three. He was not even top three, I think. I mean, I was I was floored, Justin. He's not even top three. And the thing is, like, I understand why people won't view him in that way, right? Like your standing in the league absolutely influences the voters on this, right? Like I said, Devin Booker last year, Jason Tatum this year, these players, as good as they are, they just aren't seen in the same light as Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Steph, KD, these top, top of the league guys. So in a way, they're getting penalized for it because it's like, well, we know you're not better than these guys. We know you're not in that tier of player up there. So we can't give you MVP, but in the same breath, they're they're giving they're they're willing to give Jokic three straight MVPs, knowing that even the players that are top ten all time, top fifteen all time, have never done it except for one guy, except for two guys. So it's like, how can you put him in that in that realm of player, but penalize guys like Tatum and, and Booker because they aren't in the same realm of player as the tip top of the league while they're in the league? Is that, that's my point. That's kind of like where I, where I, you know, there's a disconnect with me on that whole situation. Um, so it's just, it's just weird. I think, I think they're just being a little bit too dismissive with the other guys. Like I said, I think individually this season, he has a strong MVP case. Same thing with the year before that, same thing with the year before that. But once it gets a three in a row, that's rarefied air that I think a certain level of player has to be able to, you know, be a part of. I don't think Jokic has quite reached that yet. Right. If you're a multi-time champion or you've been to the finals, at least, or you've, you know, been on that biggest stage and performed against the best of the best. Then, OK, sure. Right. But I don't think he's 
had the opportunity or has done it yet. So that's that's why I wouldn't give him three straight MVPs. But at this point, it's just kind of like too late, right? <laughs> they're, they're too they're too deep into it. Um, I think the ones that were a little bit more questionable, like this year is questionable, right? You he, it can go to another player. Last year could have went to last another player. Year was questionable. I actually think last year was more questionable than this year, and I say that because, yeah. like, like if in the first year, if people remember, because that was twenty twenty one. And that was the year coming off the bubble season. And the media actually started that season by wanting to give the award to LeBron. It was like an, a lifetime achievement MVP award. That's how they started the season. Even though LeBron really didn't have like, based on how he was playing, he was fine, but it wasn't really anything that stellar. And Embiid was really making the case and sort of became the front runner. But then mm-hmm. Embiid got hurt or like missed some games or something. And Jokic was sort of quietly putting together this great season but the Nuggets didn't really have the standing as a team in terms of like where their record was. And then they continued to get better, better, better. And then their record got to a certain point where it's just like, okay, yeah, like you can make the case for him. And in that year, I felt like it could be Jokic or it could be Embiid and it could have went to either. And I would have been fine. I didn't think either one cleared each other. So I was comfortable with him winning it. But in the second year, the reason why I felt so strongly that it should be Embiid over him is because, again, it was a thing where, like, for a part of the season, like, the the Nuggets, they were, like, not at the top of the standings, like, all these different things. And they did eventually work their way up, I think, maybe into top four. I think they finished four last year. But – and then I think the the difference in the record was about one apart, which is what a lot of people use. And, and like, my issue with that was, like, one – like the 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 Sixers started off strong from the beginning that was the first and then like Embiid also dealt with like losing his teammate for a while right there was like a a change and so like I feel like people were like giving him this like well he got Harden but like he didn't have Harden all season he was still carrying that team when he didn't have Harden and there was no Ben Simmons like he wasn't playing and also just factoring all that they were dealing with and then when Embiid did go down and got injured the team suffered like it was very clear it's not like they kept playing well and that's really the only reason why those records were close because had he stayed healthy and I get it he doesn't stay healthy all season but had he stayed healthy those records actually wouldn't be close and at the end of the day the Sixers still finished with a higher seating and I'm like that's more valuable because at the end of the day, he's in a different conference and being higher in that conference puts his team in better positioning than Jokic did his. And he had the stats and the numbers. So I felt really good with it because I'm like, so he's going to get a second in a row. And I already started to feel like it was dangerous precedent. And I was like, especially because MB didn't win the, the year before, I felt like like it should have gone to M- to, to MB. So that was that's that's where I fell. And that was my rationale. This year, mm-hmm. I think he has a clear-cut case. You know, you're the best player on one of the best teams in the league, you know? Um, but I also think that Tatum should be more up there than he is. But it's just the case becomes much more problematic to me when you've already awarded him two in a row. Yeah, and I do think it's it's kind of been like a, a strike of luck for him as well in these, in these instances, right, where you talk about Embiid getting hurt. Even in 2021, right, like, Steph had a puncher's chance, but he missed, what, nine games? Warriors dropped down to eighth. The The run that he went on in the second half of the season, he potentially could have, you know, climbed up even higher. I think he finished third and then B was second. And then last year, the Warriors 
start out with the best record in the league, 18 and two, but the Suns were like right above him. But like, like I said, Booker was never going to get MVP. Steph was a clear front runner for MVP. He goes on a slump. Guys get hurt. They drop down the standings a little bit. They're a 500 level team in the second half of the season. So that completely took him out of the running. But I mean, if he puts together a full season the way he did in the beginning of the season, then, you know, I don't think Jokic wins last year. Right. I think with the Warriors having the top three record and Steph having a season, an MVP season, he probably would have won it. And then same similar thing this year. Steph starts out, you know, individually MVP level season. KD starts out individually MVP level season. Both guys get hurt multiple times. And it's just kind of like it's their their candidacy is done at this point. You know, I do still think Embiid, Giannis, and Tatum, all three have, you know, good individual cases as well. But guys are just pulling themselves out of the running. And Jokic is a he doesn't miss games and he does not have bad games, statistically at least. Right. I mean, He's get but against Joel Embiid, he, Joel Embiid embarrassed him that day on the court. And that's what I'm saying. Like, normally the head-to-head matchups matter. That's not hurting him. And here's my other issue with the Jokic stuff, right? Because Jokic is, he has gaudy numbers, but he's an analytics guy. Like, analytics loves him. But the reason I say that is because analytics loves Steph. And a lot of the arguments for his team is this much better. Like, they never did that shit for Steph. They never did it. It wasn't something they did. Like, look at what Mm. kind of season Steph had to have. Like, I know he got it in 2015. But when you get your first MVP, it's always a little bit easier to get it. But they won 67 fucking games. (laughs) You know, they won 67 fucking games. And then his second MVP, yes, it was unanimous, but he had arguably the best offensive season in NBA history, right? I have people trying to tell me the first first year he got it was historical because he posted 2,000, 1,500 totals. So fucking what? Like these arbitrary stat categories. And I'm sorry, because that's from our friend of the show, Charlie Cummings. I don't give a fuck about these arbitrary stat categories. So what? I can find something that someone was a first in every fucking year if I want to. Like, <laughs> why does getting those arbitrary start stat totals, why is that historic and deserving of like being MVP? Who fucking cares? I'm sorry. That's how I feel about that. I don't give a fuck about 2,000, 1,500. What does that mean to me? What, what? Tell me why that's so historic, Justin, and why it matters, please. I'm not trying to be funny. Why does it matter? I mean, I think in in a historical sense, it, it matters because you don't typically see, you know, it's just for the same reason that Russell Westbrook's triple-double record matters, right? Like, you don't see but people being able to do that. But, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make him more deserving of MVP over the next guy, but it, it does it does mean something. You know I mean? this He's one of the best players to ever play the game. And that that's one of the indicators. part of me with, like, the historic season Steph had in 2016. Like... I just feel like we get this thing with these, like, it It feels very, it feels very similar to me, like the um, triple doubles thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. James Harden that year was two assists shy of a triple double. And had he gotten a triple double, like, Russ got triple doubles how many years after that? And we didn't fucking care. Like, it, it's, 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 it's arbitrary to me. Like, you're trying to make a case that it's historic, but I feel like it's, you've decided he's the winner. And now you're trying to justify that he's the winner. That's what I'm saying. Like those arbitrary totals are not why 
he was like having the impact on his team that he was, I guess is really my point that that's what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Right. Like for Russ, the media, we know there's so many reasons for that award, but with Russ, like that award was more about sticking it, sticking it to the warriors. That's the thing. It was about you guys teamed up, you guys teamed up. And so now we're going to stick it to you because not just because they teamed up, but because you're stopping LeBron from doing more, right? It's like a two-part thing. No, I'm not, you're smiling, but I'm not trying to be funny. That's what it was. But there, there was a, there was a thing that the media had. They were very mad about Kevin Durant coming to the team. Right. And so like, even if, Harden had achieved that triple-double. They wanted to give it to Russ, right? So the triple-double thing just made it seem like a, oh, it was so historic. And no one, who cares? His team was a fucking, what, five seed, six seed? They didn't even win 50 games. <laughs> yeah, that was bullshit. They were six seed. And same thing. Like, great. He got those totals and what? He was a first-round fucking exit. So what? So what? Like, no one cares if Steph made 400 plus threes if it's in a year. Like, of course, it's like, wow, he made this many threes, but he fucking sets like a big three record every year. But that alone is not like, okay, we're going to give you like it's it just the way we're getting with these arbitrary totals and numbers. I, I Like, it's stupid to me. I'm sorry. Like, who cares? That it was started that year. You're, right. And that's the thing. It's all started. There's two things, in my opinion. There's one, there's bronze hole. I'm only focused on the the postseason, you know, and the regular season doesn't matter because I do think with him kind of always expressing it, there's been like a shift in that. But the actual awarding to Russ, to me, was the beginning of devaluing the MVP award and winning and the lean into this whole, um, your stats, and you doing more with less, which is also a LeBron thing, right? That's like a case. That's a, that's why I'm saying he's a part of it, even though his awards were not as a result of that. That is a large part of like where this thinking comes from this. Well, look at the team he had. So like, do, do you think that Steph and, and Embiid and Braun and, Giannis, do you think they couldn't do all the same things? Do you think they couldn't put up numbers on mid-teams and carry their teams? They've all fucking done it. Maybe not all, but you get what I'm saying? They can do that too. But the fact that they have better teams, like, they shouldn't be penalized for that. And we never used to penalize other people. But so, but that's fine. So, like, you don't penalize Jokic for that and you give him MVPs, but then when he gets the teammates, you still award him with MVPs. So he gets to win either way, but the others didn't. And that just feels incredibly unfair to me. And so when I look at it and I say, well, you wouldn't do this for any other players, but you're doing it for him. Well, what is the reason? Yeah, I'm going to think part of it is his race because that's the only difference I can fucking see in him versus all the (laughs) others. Why he didn't get the same fucking treatment. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not having an incredible season, but why is there such a desire to have the history made this year with him? Who knows? So, you know, I was annoyed today. And I think you said something really important earlier that like every year there's more than one person that deserves MVP. That's why a unanimous season is so rare. 
That's why, mm -hmm. you know, and like, or just getting one single vote going to another player is so rare because it's that rare. Now it's also rare when there's like the candidates are so close. It's usually like two people. And then there's maybe someone who's like a distant third. I think the Russ MVP year is one of the most recent ones in history where it was really like four candidates. It was like Kawhi, Braun, um, mm -hmm. Russ and Harden, you know? And I mean, I think Harden and Russ were like the two front runners, but like Kawhi had like a substantial amount of votes. It like, it, it was definitely, and he was the person who I picked for that year. But what I'm saying is that it's rarely like that. It's usually kind of like a one and two guy, but I was shocked today when I saw the straw poll. I'm like, oh, not only is he getting a third MVP, but y'all are saying that he's clearing all this other people. So like, this just means you want to give it to him. And there's nothing any other player can do to get it. Like you just want to award it to him. And that's another reason why I'm like, well, what is your motive? Right. Guys, only they know. We can only speculate, but only they know. Now, I'm not speculating because I know shit that people have said behind the scenes. Now, that I can't repeat, but I know. And that's why I'm saying, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to say shit that people don't like, but I don't just be saying shit because I think it, you know? Like, you guys have to understand that. And I'm not just saying this now because I'm a media member, but even before, like, the reason that I got to where I am right now is because I built connections. I built relationships. I started to know people. So like, sometimes you tweet things and like, you can't say how you know or why you think it, but you know shit, you know? So I'm not just saying shit. I'm saying there's a lot of messaging behind the scenes where it's like the reasons, you know, when you hear some of the things, it's like, you know, <laughs> We just like the way Jokic conducts himself and carries himself. When I fucking hear shit like that, like coded. that's all coded fucking language. Mm -hmm. That's coded language. Definitely. It's like, um, <laughs> thug, right? The thug is a little now, bit more direct. That's the stuff <laughs> they don't, that's the stuff that's not said out loud, but those conversations mm -hmm. happen. So I just need people to stop being, and again, I want to be clear. I'm not suggesting he's not an incredible player and that he's not having an MVP caliber season. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying he is being treated differently than past players and in NBA history. And I would personally like to understand the reason why, because you're not telling me for the last three years, Jokic has been dominating the NBA. And that's what you're saying by giving him three MVPs in a row. Dominating, dominating, not just individually dominating. Right. Winning, right? Dynastic run, stuff like that. Multiple finals appearances, stuff like that. Um, yeah. I, I don't have anything to add. You said everything that I feel in as well. Like I said, you you put him in a rarefied air. You put him in a realm of player that he's just not shown that he is yet. I'm not saying that he can't. Um. Actually, I am kind of saying that because I don't think he's winning championship anytime soon. No, um, I, I don't, don't either. Embiid, I don't think Embiid is either, to be fair. Um, I don't I think, think, just, I don't think Embiid belongs in that category either. But like I said, doesn't belong in the category with the top, top tier players. But like Jokic is like sort of blurry for me. But Embiid, I feel like a little bit more strong in that opinion. Either way. Same. 
either way, there's lots of players like that who have won an MVP before, right? Like Derrick Rose mm-hmm. has one, um, AI has one, right? Like there's lots of people who have won. And so I'm fine with like Jokic having one and Embiid having one, right? Like you can have an MVP caliber season, but when you start, once you start giving them two and three, like, so people can tell me, because what people try to do is they try to rationalize decisions. So I said, why didn't Jokic, why didn't um, Giannis win a third? People are like, oh, well, because that third season wasn't as good. The, bullshit. They came into the fucking season knowing they were not giving Giannis a third, and that's because he went out in the second round. So what happens is either you get it on the front end, and the expectation is that you're going to make a postseason run. And when you don't, and then you don't do it two years in a row, they're like, ah, oh, nah, fuck that. We got to see you do it before we keep giving you MVPs. And they make up for it on the back end by not continuing to reward you. That's the check. That's always been the check that's in place. But that's not happening with, with, with Jokic. It's not. Look at, look at when Dirk won that MVP. Do you remember how awkward it was when he had to accept his award because it was like in the second round and they had already gotten out? Like, that's the thing. The reason it was in the second round is because there was always an assumption. This is why when people tell me like, oh, postseason isn't taken into account. It is the actual postseason success and your likelihood of success, because that's part of the reason why that award was never like just done right at the end of the season, because you expect that that person who is MVP candidate is going to be there later. Yeah, and um... and that's why we've criticized so much the giving out of the MVP award now after the season because it's even worse because these guys haven't fucking been there. Yeah, Jokic got his last year while he was on the ranch, right? He got his he he accepted his award while he was already at home. So uh, all of this like revisionism and people trying to lie and have fuzzy memory (laughs) about. No, it's not taken into consideration. It's it's bullshit, to be honest. It's bullshit, and I don't want to hear it. So if they want to paint me like the anti-Joker, it's bullshit, because I'm actually a Jokic fan. I was a supporter of his first MVP case. I advocated for him. I've converted certain people into Jokic fans. And by the way, I am not one of the Warriors fans who thought Steph should have won in, in 2021. I wasn't on that train. And there's tweets of me saying it. I'm like, guys. Our record is this. Like, no, shut up. Like, stop it. Steph is not MVP. Like, a lot of people didn't agree with me, but I think, you know, Justin, that was always my position. I'm really consistent with where I stand with, like, MVPs. Like, I'm not even trying to hear about your MVP case if you're not, like, a top three candidate. Like, a top three in record, meaning your record isn't there, which is why I always had, like, an issue with Jokic ever being in the conversations last year. So, my, you can say you don't like my criteria it's it's outdated it's antiquated but that's the way that i feel because there's nothing more valuable to your team than winning there's never going to be anything more valuable to your team than winning and just getting you to like a first round to get out and only win one fucking game i don't care about that that's not valuable to me which is why i also say when people talk about lebron and these stuff he's doing they're just like we're not we're not acknowledging him enough because look how great he is like Bro, like they're, like, they're not fucking making the playoffs. Like, the team is ass. Like, yes, does he look better than Jordan in his later years? Sure. But it's not about that. The reason we didn't care about Jordan's later years is because he was no longer fucking winning championships, right? Like, let's mm-hmm. commend the fact that he can still perform at a high level. But now, because of that, that doesn't mean, like, I mean, you're doing that, so you're the GOAT. You've been doing this for so long. He's not fucking winning anymore. <laughs> Yeah. 
Nothing is better or more valuable than winning. And y'all are like devaluing this fucking game and winning. And like the, the whole notion of ring culture is fucking stupid, by the way. Ring culture. What the fuck does that mean? I, mean, I know <laughs> what it means, but ring culture. Like, do you yeah, hear I've what never... they said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always been bullshit. The whole point of the game is to win. It's competition. There's a winner and there's a loser, right? You can contextualize why someone won, why someone lost. It doesn't really matter at that point. There is a winner. There is a loser. Period. Period. Did you see the Charles Barkley segment? Did you see the Charles Barkley comments? I I think it was all the smoke he was on, but he was, it may may not been that podcast. So I don't want to say what he was on, but he was talking about himself and like guys like him and the mailman who they, for some reason, have had this decided to have him judge the dunk contest, whatever. I don't even want to say his name, but right. um, him and he he brought up him, though, as a as a as an example, saying like guys like us, we don't get to sit at the table with the magics and those guys of the world. We didn't win rings. Right. Like this is something the players believe, too. You know, so they're telling us ring culture. But what is the first thing Shaq says to Chuck? Fucking Kenny. Kenny's not even as good a player as Chuck. Not even on his level. (laughs) Gotta win a chip. Gotta win. Gotta win. But apparently ring culture is the disease. And we're the disease. We're the fucking disease, Justin. There's ways to acknowledge that players are good players and great individual players without putting them... In a, in a, in a, at a, you know, at a height that just ignores the fact that they haven't won anything. That's just, that's the whole thing. It's like you, the whole point of playing the game is to win. You're trying to beat the other team, right? It's all fine and dandy to play amazingly as an individual guy. But if your team does not win in the end, it absolutely means something when, it, when you don't win. And it means something when you do win, right? The people who take it to another level and say, "Oh, Robert Ory has seven rings. He's not this. He's not that." Let's let's use our brains here. Let's use context here. Obviously, we're not comparing role players to stars. You know, role players who quote unquote have been like bus riders <laughs> and, and gotten <laughs> championships in comparison to guys who have who have been leading their franchises and haven't. Driving That's the not the case, right? Like, come on now. But you have to acknowledge that multiple guys have led their franchises some guys win more than the other guys and that has to mean something it can't just not mean anything because of quote-unquote ring culture and all this other stuff like come on that's bullshit it's always been bullshit so but this last few years the precedent's been set by certain fan base certain player certain players who have just shifted the the thought process and the culture to stats 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 Look at what I've done. Even though I don't win, I did my part. That's always been bullshit. So that's just what I want what to double do you down say on. to the people who say it's a regular season award and we should not consider postseason? Um, for a single MVP, sure. When you talk about three in a row, all right. Like now, like I said, you're putting this player in a certain realm. And like you said, MVPs are expected to be in the second round. MVPs are second are expected to compete for championships when you give someone three in a row and they haven't been to a conference finals in any of those years 
at least haven't been to a finals any of those years haven't won a championship haven't been like this is the first year i'm sure he had like number one seed in the west and he won right i think i think in 2021 they were like third or something the, like that what about the bubble year because here's the thing right the bubble is funny because there are a lot of people who forget that denver went to the western conference finals in that yeah, that wasn't that- year though no, it wasn't, right? But they yeah. use that to say, well, hey, look, he's already been in a Western Conference Finals. And there are le- legitimately people who just forget that it happened. And then there's some people like, come on, that was the bubble. So either way, like, you haven't done it in a normal year. And at that time, no one was looking at you as an MVP caliber player. And there are many who thought that Jamal Curry, uh, Jamal Curry, Jamal Murray. <laughs> there are a lot of people, not Curry me, the but there are a lot of Right, but there are a lot of people who feel like he played the best in the postseason or in many of their games that year, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, to yeah. me, the only thing you're doing is setting him up, right? Because do I think he's a better player than Steve Nash ever was? Yes, absolutely. But Steve Ooh. Nash gets... Yes. Oh, you don't? I don't know about absolutely. Okay. I don't know about absolutely. Yeah, I just okay, say it's, it's a debate. <laughs> okay. I think he's better. But the point is, Steve Nash, those two Steve Nash MVPs, they rub a lot of people the wrong way. I'm not here to relitigate whether he should have won, mm-hmm. but they run a they rub a lot of people the wrong way. And Steve yeah. Nash went on to never win anything. But at least in those years, Steve Nash's teams were at the fucking top. They were at the fucking top. Yeah. You set Jokic up to win three MVPs in a row and he never wins a championship. I'm not saying he won't ever, but if he never wins one, it's going to look Fugazi. And by the way, it's going to look Fugazi after this season because you don't have them coming out the West. I don't have them coming out the West. Now, we could be wrong, but is a Western Conference Finals enough for three MVPs in a row? No, I don't think so. That's why I said individual, like if it's your first or maybe even your second, you can say, okay, it's a regular season award. Cool. And it is a regular season award, but when you get to three in a row, it just sets a bad precedent if that player has not accomplished certain things, right? It just sets, it just, it's a slippery slope. We've already started it with Russell Westbrook. And now that the avalanche is starting. The snowball is is got, it's collected a lot of snow Let at this point. Let me tell you something. If he goes out any earlier than the Western Conference Finals, bro. I think it depends on when, when either Phoenix or Golden State are is in. I mean, if, Wait, if they somehow do you think in a match that Phoenix can beat them? I think Phoenix can beat them. I'm not sure if they absolutely will, just because I think chemistry absolutely matters a ton. And, you know, the main guys of that Phoenix team have chemistry. CP3, Devin Booker, and Aiden, and then some of the auxiliary pieces. But Kevin Durant, you just have to insert him into this team. I don't know how seamless that's going to be. Talent-wise, they absolutely can beat Denver. And I think they have so many good pull-up shooters that they just could put Jokic in <laughs> Jokic and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. in a pick-and-roll all day and just pull up and shoot in their faces for a whole series. And they probably can win off that. But um do you think that uh, would you still consider Kevin Durant and Jokic in the same tier of player? Um yes and no. I think over the course of a regular season, yes. When it comes to the postseason, 
it's tough for me to put Jokic and KD in the same tier because Jokic plays a position that's so important defensively, especially in the postseason, that if he isn't at least average level at that, which he hasn't really been, if he isn't even that level, it's it's really hard for his team to ever win anything because you're going to run into a team that's going to put consistent pressure on the rim and put you in pick and roll and stuff. We saw it last year with Golden State. And if you can't stop it, it doesn't matter how many points you score. The other team's going to score just as many points. Whereas with KD, he is a rim protector. He's a better rim protector for one, but his position isn't actually like center. He doesn't play center for his teams. He he plays power forward, small forward. So he doesn't have to anchor the defense like that. Same thing with Steph. People talk about Steph's defense. His position on defense is not as important as other positions, right? So even if he's a good one, which he is, it doesn't matter if he wasn't as good. Um, so this is why I'm this is my main point as far as Jokic probably not ever going to win a championship. Um I just think that is too glaring of a weakness for his teams. Now, if they re- revamp the wa- the roster and swap out Jamal Murray for a really good defensive point guard that can also score, swap out Michael Porter Jr. for a really good offensive power forward that can also defend, then maybe they'll have a better chance because his team will be more equipped to make up for his defensive the defensive deficiencies. But they don't have that, right? <laughs> you got two guys on the on the court that are arguably worse defenders than he is in Jamal Murray and. Michael Porter Jr. That's why I don't have Denver coming out the West. Um, and then they, their depth is a little bit questionable as well. So it depends on whether they they have Phoenix and Golden State in their bracket, whether or not they're making it to the conference final. Because I do think either of those teams will probably beat them and get them out of there before the conference finals as they see them. So, so part we'll of the see. reason I asked that question is just because like there's always the who is the best player in the series sort of thing. But like to me in this instance, it's like they both each each team has one of those guys so like whether you could want a little better like they're still on par in terms of like they both have dudes right at the at the at the top and so then I look at the second best player and I think that Booker is a better player currently right now than Jamal Murray but I don't know if you agree with that oh yeah for sure book is clear of Jamal Murray Okay, I was going to say clear, but the way you responded to me saying that Jokic is definitely better than Nash, I was like, okay, like maybe let me calm down. Uh, but no, I, no, no. I, I yeah. yeah, I think Book is clear of him. And so to me, that's also their advantage in terms of just when you look at like who the second best player is on the team and then who like the third, right? It's just like aside from chemistry, ta- like, you know, it's just like their third, their fourth. I just, I don't know, but you know, I would be much more interested actually in a Warriors Western Conference Finals versus the Suns than I would because I know it would get like temperamental and Chris Paul and just all the stuff. I just think it would be a much funner series than than the Nuggets. Um, But yeah, I just, all I'm saying is they're setting Jokic up because like if he doesn't have any kind of deep postseason run and then he has this, like, I, I feel pretty confident that there will be no more MVPs in the near future, but it's like, it shouldn't have had to come to that. Right. Right. But like I said, I do think his th- his third MVP in a row is a lot. It's, it's circumstantial as well. Like I said, injuries to other guys, all the other stuff. So it's just a weird twist of events that's led us to this point. And, you know this point it is what it is i don't i don't see him making a deep run but you never know he could yeah
all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Well, this was actually, guys, really supposed to be an all-star bonus um, conversation. I derailed it because this MVP thing has, like, the straw poll came out and people been coming at me today and I don't give a fuck. Like, I I, I said what I said. Um, for all-star, I don't actually have that much on it, Justin, because me personally, I don't feel that strongly about this contest. And it's not just because Steph isn't in it. I do think that's, like, a big loss. But it's Steph isn't in it. Steph isn't in it. KD isn't in it. Um, I, I mean, it would have been nice to have Zion, but like you don't have Steph, you don't have KD. LeBron is, it's going to be interesting to me what LeBron does because he's been nursing an injury. So he did play for the Lakers, like I think last night or, or Wednesday night. Wait, it's Thursday now, right? So, or it's Friday. So he did play their last game before the break, but it's been reported he has injuries. They're sort of going to have to like maintain it. So I, I just don't know, like, how hard he's going in the game, right? You have Joel Embiid, who is injured. He said, I'm hurt. I'm not well. I don't know about All-Star. Um, I haven't been well for, like, three weeks, but I wanted to just make it to All-Star. So, like, I feel like it could be one of those situations where, like, even if he's there, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago with Jimmy Butler when, mm-hmm. like, he barely played and he just, like, he came on for, like, a couple of minutes. But, like, I can't imagine the Sixers are going to want to put Joel at risk <laughs> for a fucking all-star game. So, it's like, they haven't named any other injury replacements to this point at this time um, that we know of. But there's that. Yes, thank you. Our, our producer, Greg, is telling us about Giannis. I was about to get to him. Giannis hurt his wrist last night. And his coach, they said plainly, I don't, we don't know about all-star. We don't know. So, like that could be another one who they're going to like manage and monitor in the game. And Jalen Brown is another one who it's like a up in the air thing. That's why Knicks fans were hopeful that like, if he sat out, Brunson might get named. So you already have like stars missing who should be there. Even though I don't agree with you, less exciting players who already made it right. Like, you know, People are not that excited, even though they deserve it for Lori and and Sabonis and guys like that. You know, the East to me is so uninteresting, the All-Stars that came out of the East. So I'm just not excited for this All-Star experience. It is in, it is in Utah. (laughs) And then the slum, the slum dunk dunk contestant, like Matt McClung, like some of these guys, Jerk, like I'm just like okay, I. It, it's just it's not giving me immaculate vibes, Justin. Yeah, who the is Mac McClung? You say Jericho Sims is in it? Heavily, so I'm I'm gonna tell you who. But I mean, what are your? How are you feeling about going into All Star? Yeah, the All Star game is looking like it's gonna be cooked. Um, you know, they're obviously still gonna have fun and it's still gonna be good players playing, but. An all-star game with no Giannis, maybe a, no LeBron, maybe no Embiid, no Steph, no KD. That's just nasty. It's nasty. Like it's not. <laughs> it's not real. Like, um, and then Luca is not really the type to like show out in an all-star game. I can't remember when he's ever like really gone out there and try to play his full all-star type of type of vibe. So, 
I mean, you have Ja, yeah. but like that's not that's not Jokic's thing either, you know? Yeah, it's not Jokic's thing either. He just goes out there and he's just like, I'm happy to be an all-star. I'll just participate, but I'm not going to. And he doesn't really have like an all-star game type of game. He doesn't have, he's not a high flyer or like somebody like Steph who shoots from crazy, you know, he's not super entertaining to watch. Um, So yeah. I just, I don't have high hopes for that game. Slam dunk is KJ Martin. Trey Murphy the third, Mac McClung, and the Jericho Sims. Those are your four contestants. So my opinion on dunk contests is maybe a little bit different from the masses. Like I, I just want to see great dunks. Like I, I know there's a bunch of people who are like, I want to see stars in the dunk contest and stuff like that. But in my opinion, if the stars aren't like crazy athletes and like great dunkers, then I don't really want to see it. You know what I mean? We saw Giannis in the dunk contest. His dunks were all ass. Um, now, Jaw is somebody who I would like to see as a star be in it because I think he yeah. has the potential to do some crazy stuff. But and you know, I I've think seen past there... years like people would have wanted to see LeBron. I think he could have, and he just never, never did it. I like I, mean, I agree I with you. How creative LeBron is. I think I Wiggins a... is a guy who also could have done the dunk contest and never did it. Um, True. I get that we could get like a Zach Levine. Um, What's the guy in Denver? Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I get that we could get a dunk contest like that because I don't know that going into that one that people thought that was going to be as spectacular as it is. But that's also an outlier for like the last like like several, several years. Like, I mean, there was like the dunk, like the the MJ Dominique years. There was like the Vince Carter like years. And then like there really hasn't been like that many great ones. And so that. So I agree with you that it doesn't have to be stars, but what we've had is like guys coming out with like these fucking props and that's like where extravaganza and they get mm-hmm. 10 times over to do a dunk and then they haven't completed the dunk sometimes. And, right. you know, I just, I don't have high hopes, Justin. I don't have high hopes. Yeah. Based on that, the last few years, it's been, it's been pretty ass. Like these, all these guys that you named, they got bounce. Um, I like to think Mac McClung has some creativity. He said he's going to do something that no one else has seen. Jericho Sims jumps completely out of the gym. KJ Martin, we already seen he dunks on people all the time. Trey Murphy's interesting. I think he has. I think he can hop. He can jump a little bit, but I don't know how creative he is. But yeah, the props that shit got to go. Then we have like an NFT dunk last year. That shit was ass. Um, <laughs> like just dunk. Like do something crazy. And make the dunk. That's all I care about. Like, I don't care who's doing it. Like you said, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon weren't stars at that point, but we knew that they can jump. Um, so we knew the potential was there. Do we know Zach about Levine. Aaron Gordon? I feel like he was a surprise more to people than than Zach Levine. I think he was, yeah, he was more surprising because Zach had won already. Um, and even coming into the league, everybody knew Zach, his jump, his jumping ability was crazy. Um What's yeah, the we didn't know Aaron Gordon. He would be good. On the Rockets. Jalen Green. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got some bounce too. It's a lot of guys that I'm like, damn, won't you just get in? Like Josh should have been in. Who else? Who who pulled themselves out? Shade on Shaden Sharp from from Trailblazers. He has crazy hops. Like I would have loved for him to actually go through with it. I don't know why he pulled himself out. Maybe he got injured or something. But we just gotta get the bounciest, most creative guys in the league to do it. Like I don't even know. Is Mac McClung in the league? Like I think did he just get signed by the Sixers or something? Up, I think by some, listen, I, like I look, I 
I came from the generation when the stars did it, and I still think it's better when they do it. I just think we need the stars who have bounce and you know can be right. creative. And um, the fact that the NBA can't figure out a way to incentivize them to do it to me is like it's on them because that's what it's about at this point. Because the stars did the three point contest, and I, I'm also I mean we didn't talk about that because I'm like yeah you have some stars in it, but you know, like Jason Tatum's in it, but I'm just like, is Jason Tatum really going to shoot out of this world? He's like an okay three-point shooter, but he's not, mm -hmm. you know, I actually prefer to see Jason Tatum in the fucking dunk contest, to be honest. And so that's the other thing. Like when you have the three-point contest, I really like it when it's these guys who can shoot, shoot, you know? Mm -hmm. um, not saying that, yeah. Not saying that someone can't be like a surprise participant, but anyway, my point is also more that like, if the stars are willing to do the three-point contest, why can't you incentivize them to like do the dunk contest, you know? And so right. I am just, I'm very uninterested. I will watch, but I'm just not interested in this all-star weekend. Same here. Same. Especially, I mean, there's no Warriors playing. There's no Warriors involved at all. So it's like, eh, whatever. There really <laughs> are no Warriors in the game. And I just... I'm curious in the game, in the three-point contest, nothing. nothing. I'm so curious how these ratings are going to do, but we'll find out. Listen, the Warriors, they they really need this fucking rest and break. So, I mean, True. obviously, if Steph was healthy, it would have been nice to see him in it, but they all need this rest and break. So, um, we'll be back again, guys, before they actually come back to play for the season. You got basically a full episode worth of content. This was not supposed to be this. So um, Justin's probably going to yell at me off off air for doing this. But um, I was very impassioned. I was very passionate <laughs> about the MVP discussion, as you all could see. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully this was a, a discussion that you enjoy. Um, we will have more. We will take a, we will talk about what to expect for the team or what the goal should be, you know, that kind of a thing coming, you know, coming out of all-star, but we'll save that for closer to those games and you'll hear from us again. So subscribe, download, share, follow, you know, the drill. I shouldn't have to tell you, leave us a, a, a review, give us a five-star rating tell your people about it we are on instagram and twitter at golden spaces pod <laughs>